Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the long-awaited, highly anticipated episode numero dos of the Just Two Sports Guys podcast with your boys, JP, and my co-host, the one, the only, T-Dub here, baby, ready and primed. Alright, guys, if you didn't listen to the first episode, which you really, really should because it's awesome, I'm JP, and this is T-Dub. We are just two sport guys who mainly love football, and we're here to give you your weekly NFL scores, recaps, and our thoughts and opinions in every single game around the NFL. You ready, Tim? I'm so ready, man. I'm so excited. Episode 2 is going to be fun. Once again, please look out for Episode 1 and then Episode 2 coming up. We cannot wait. Let's do this, baby. All right, guys. As you know, the NFL season starts on Thursdays now. And for the first game that happened on Thursday Night Football, we had my favorite team. I mean, I don't know if this game right now is still, still going to be my favorite team, but we'll, <laughs> we shall see. The New York Football Giants traveling over to the United States Capitol, Washington, D.C., to play the Washington football team. And boy, <laughs> this was a very, very interesting game. As I'm going to let you step aside a bit, Timmy, here, because I need to rant about this game. So... I'm trying to put my best not to put any bias to this game, but as a Giants fan, after that game on Thursday, it's kind of hard after the way it unfolded the way it did. So, if you guys don't know by now, the final score was Washington edging out the New York Giants 30-29. to Now, you may think, oh, it was probably a good game. It was, you know, both teams were back and forth. Yes, it, both teams were back and forth, and it was a good game for one team, and the team was not the New York Football Giants, unfortunately. So let's go through some takeaways, or a lot of takeaways I had during this game. So first of all, I want to send all my prayers and hopes to Nick Gates, who feels much better. He suffered a brutal ankle injury where that ankle just straight up snapped. Hope he gets better because it's never good seeing anybody get injured in the field, especially someone from my favorite team. So, all right, so now yeah, he gets yeah, I hope he has a speed recovery, but injuries like that are going to last a long time, probably out for the rest of the season, which stinks. But, you know, hopefully it's a proper recovery and time off he needs to come back fully healthy and ready to go next year. And hopefully the Giants could do better with him next year, whatever team he decides to go if he switches teams. All right. So now on to the game. So after this game, there's a lot of blame to go around for this embarrassing loss. Very, very embarrassing loss. So first, I'm going to start off with CJ Board, who had a very bad holding call on a Daniel Jones 57-yard TD run in the second corner. This, unfortunately, took away the TD run Daniel Jones run for, which is a great run for Daniel Jones. Looked really good in this game. I'll get back to him later. But due to this due to this holding call during the touchdown, the touchdown got pulled back. I believe it went back to the 20-yard line the, touch, the holding call was, and the Giants, unfortunately, had to settle for a field goal. So right there, the Giants end up not going getting a touchdown and had to settle for a field goal. So they missed out on four points right there. So keep that in mind. The next thing I want to talk about is that awful, awful drop by the 20 million mile radius of open field Darius Slayton had in the end zone <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Dude, oh. when I was watching that game and you saw, I, I believe it was uh, William Jackson on the Washington, Washington football team who was covering Slayton. looked like he fell and just completely lost coverage to Slayton and lost him and was some blown coverage. I think he had a safety over the top to help him out and he didn't. And Slayton, like, he couldn't be any more open. 
probably the most open I've ever seen in my life for any Giants player. And the fact that he straight up dropped the ball, man, I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. So I was hating with my one good friend, Justin, who's also a Giants fan, and a few other friends, too, that are just Giants and Jet fans as well, too. We're watching it there. And we were all, like, we're losing our minds. Like, couldn't believe how he dropped it. Yeah, that so, was... Ugh. Yeah, good. with that... Bad. I was. I thought they had. I was like, oh, and then just it literally right at the tip of his thing, just uh, right there. It was so close. Yeah. So like, so I was talking to some of my friends in uh, work, and they were telling me how they thought like Dale Jones overthrew the ball to his fingertips. Um, I had to totally disagree with that because I 100% believe Dale Jones put in the right exact spot. It was in Slayton's grasp. If it hit your hands, I believe you should have had it. The thing is, he didn't even dive for it. He. Only extended, but didn't fully dive. He dove for that ball. He probably caught it and got the touchdown. Oh, yeah. If he or was going, he, he definitely would have had it. Mm-hmm. Or I think he just misread the ball, too, at the same point. point I feel like he was trying to run even a little faster at the end and wasn't catch up to it enough, so he might have not read it perfectly. But, yeah, that was also very heartbreaking. So, also on, on that play, Slayton dropping the give-me touchdown with the, the Giants up by 10 in the fourth quarter. They end up setting for a field goal. So, again, they left another four points on the board. So, when that happened, that drop by Slayton, I was even telling my friends there, because I watched the Giants game, most of the Giants games last year, when the Giants, ironically, also played on Thursday Night Football, playing at the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Giants were up a leg against the Eagles, and Dale Jones threw a deep pass to Evan Ingram. Ingram straight up dropped it. Like, if he caught that, that would have sealed the game and won the game. And that could have got the Giants to the playoffs because the Giants would have finished 7-9 compared to Washington 6-10. But compared to Washington 7-9, but the Giants had a tiebreaker in that. My bet on that one. But that gave me reminiscence to that. I was going to tell my friends, like, hey, watch this drop cause the Giants victory. And lo and behold, it never caused the Giants victory. So, yeah, the Giants having flashbacks right now after that happened. So on to the next thing, another big mistake that happens. I'm going to the, the offsides call on Dexter Lawrence. Now, at first, I thought Dexter Lawrence was 100% at fault on here. But on a slow motion replay, I saw that Dexter Lawrence was could have been offside. But at that point, it, you had to put in super, super slow-mo to see Dexter Lawrence moved a millisecond before the ball was snapped. I'm sorry, but no human being can see that with, with a naked eye that that was an offsides call. Albeit Dexter Lawrence should not even be jumping before the snap is even snapped because he wasn't most likely wasn't blocking anyway. And the fact that that happened on Dustin Hopkins' 48-yard field goal miss that would get the Giants a victory. And that happening gave the Washington football team another t- untimed down to kick now a 43-yard field goal, which... Dustin Hopkins, unfortunately, nailed this time. He almost, it looked like at first it was going to the right, but he curved back in. Ended up giving Washington the 30-29 victory. So, after all that, I, I put the blame a lot on, I put blame on most of the Giants team, except for, let's say, three people. Uh, the people I don't put the blame on are Sterling Shepard, Dalen Jones, and Graham Grinnell. This is why. I watched a game, Dalen Jones had a good game. He didn't make any mistakes. Sure, he had some errant throws, but they didn't turn to turnovers. He didn't fumble the ball once. Not like he fumbled and didn't lose it. He didn't fumble at all. Daniel Jones was 22 for 32, 249 yards, one passing TD. Also rushed for nine carries, 95 yards, and one TD. And would have had another 57 yards on top of that 
with another Russian TD if C.J. Board didn't get caught with that holding call. Still in Shepard, albeit he didn't score a touchdown, still nine catches for 94 yards. He was always there for third down to extend the chains, always there for the short routes. He was always going to be open that game. And of course, you got to give credit to the field goal kicker, Graham Gano, because he was clutch. He was 5 of 5 for field goals with a long of 55 yards and won the field goals because a lot of times the Giants just couldn't get the necessary yards to move the chains, get the first down. And then in field goal range, Graham Gano would come in and always hit every single field goal he had to. Even hit was 2 for 2 for extra points. So Graham Gano was also one of the MVPs I had that game. A partial blame I'm going to put also on is Joe Judge because I feel like he, he needs to be more disciplined with his team. For team to have 11 penalties for 81 yards, you're already setting yourself, your team, back further and further, especially with offensive penalties. Like, I believe it was two false starts the Giants had on the last drive they had the ball, and it kept pushing the team further and further back, which made the Giants only go for a field goal, I believe, instead of maybe get a touchdown and extend the lead and put the pressure on Washington. So, um, yeah, Tim, I, I think I've done my little rant right now. I think I went on a long <laughs> Yeah, it's a, a big rant. But, yeah, I, I, I didn't see. I was very – I've been holding this anger in since Thursday, man. As a Giant fan, seeing that happen unfold the way it did really, really really annoyed me. I'll put it in nice terms. Annoyed me. So, yeah, I had to no, let it go. It wasn't good. No, nah, I saw the game, too, and it was um, it was bad. Just That offensive line, too, is just is, – is so bad. They, I can't believe out of – and everything else like that with, with free agency and going through, you know, the draft, they they couldn't just help that offensive line because he he was th- he was getting rushed too to throw the ball away. You know, he saw every time the pocket was closing, every time he was throwing the ball, it was it was within a couple seconds, no time in some plays that he could not because the pocket was, it was just it was oh, beautiful running though. He had a lot of like you said, he he had a he's he's good. He he did very good in this game. Very good running. Had a nice TD in Russian, too, which was nice. He kept, the other one he had, too, that got caught. Uh, free, um, but on Washington, too, they played good as well. You know, they, they played good. They had some mess-ups, too, a little bit here and there. But he played phenomenal. One interception from him, okay, whatever. But who knew that he was <laughs> – honestly, who knew he was as good? I knew, honestly, Heineke never heard too much from him. And he's, he's keeping it really good. The Russian was I mean, kept uh, under 100 by the Giants' defense, though, which okay, you know, which was good from the Giants. The um, but Slayton's, yeah, another thing I, I can't believe. I think it was around four, five minutes left in the game. I think that's when he he the right at the fingertips of his hands. He could he extended it. I saw he extended it. He could have dove a little more. He could have put a little more to it, and and, caught, and probably got. He could have had it. He ha- he has hands like that. He can catch balls like that. So it's not like <laughs> it's not like he can't. He has the skills. And, but Washington's defense was really on you guys too. They had four beautiful sacks on you guys. So it was, yeah, it's a tough game for you guys. It was it was it was good football. But yeah, a lot of mistakes that they need to work on because they have a lot of good team. Like you said, you picked out three to four players that you thought were phenomenal, and I agree on that. They have the if, if offensive line you now they a bit. Tweak some stuff up on defense. They just, they just need to get lucky in those spots, man. Yeah, it's like I was telling you all offseason, man. I was telling you with the Giants, what they should do is sign Kenny Galladay, which they did, which I was glad yep. I was calling them day one. Sign, I told you I want Kenny Galladay as the one guy I want the Giants to sign. And I wanted the Giants to draft O-line in the draft. Unfortunately, they decided to draft another receiver, which, oh, Kadarius Tony. Has a, I believe, negative two yards total this whole season. I think he had like two two snaps that game, 
So, like, what was the point of the Giants draft him if you didn't give him two snaps? Yeah, in that's, the second weird. Of the season. It's weird. I've and seen like the end of round plays that were that were, we were supposed to do designed for Kadaris Tony, we have CJ Board taking him. I just don't understand. Like, why why are we gonna wait? Why are we gonna draft a receiver first round? We already signed one. We already have Shepard. We already have Slayton. I just I don't get why we draft Kadaris Tony just to not use him at all. Like he was on punt return, kick return, something. Get him involved in the offense. He's a human joystick apparently for a reason. Why don't we use him and use him? Like I just don't understand. <laughs> no, dude, it's a headache. It's a headache when uh, when they don't do what they're supposed to with the players they have. It, it's so annoying, and a lot of teams are doing that too. I'm seeing it a lot in a lot of the games. I'm like, why is this person not doing anything at all? You know what's going? Like, why are they? Like, it's weird. And you know, a lot of star guys are not doing as much as they should. But you think of, you know, stat wise and, and just in general. Yeah, and it's like also the, I told this whole offensive line thing. Is like I was even telling the Super Bowl. It is no clear sign in the Super Bowl that you need to focus on offensive line. Look at happened to Pat Mahomes who is the best, probably the best quarterback in the league, arguably. Has one of the best receiving core, weapon core in the league, arguably. Yes, he does. And he could do anything because his offensive line was horrendous. What does that tell you? If the team that made it to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl the year prior, has the probably the best offense in the league, can't win without a good offensive line. What does that tell you? It's, it's pretty obvious. Oh, yeah, one last thing about the Giants' defense, you were saying. You were saying Washington's defense is good. And the reason why Heineke was having so much time in the pocket, because the Giants' defense couldn't even rush Heineke. They had one sack the whole game. One sack. Yeah, I know. The thing had one sack. It was, but the offensive line was so good on Washington, though. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, if you're paying, it was better, it was paying, better than the Giants. <laughs> yeah, 100%. If you're paying Leonard Williams all this money, I forgot the contract he had, but the contract extension was like a massive one for hit for him on a contract year in the way he, he was playing very badly compared to his contract year last year. And then you also have Dexter Lawrence, who we obviously talked about with the offsides call. We put the first round, former first round pick in him who got drafted in the same draft as Daniel Jones, I believe it was 2019. And you have those two big guys. You're supposed to be the anchors there. I supposed to rush the pasture. You're supposed to do more than just one sack all game. And it's just, especially letting Tyler, Taylor Haneke, no offense to Taylor Haneke. He seems like a good quarterback. Oh, but yeah. you let, but if you're supposed to be a good defense and you have the lead, you got to make sure Taylor Heineke does not drive down the field twice and get two scoring dry, drives twice on you in under the five minutes. That that can't happen. I'm sorry. For a team who was a franchise who was built on his good defense and wins Super Bowls because of a great defense, you can't let that happen. You just can't. Yeah, that's, okay. that's not good. I know. All man. right. So, yeah, one more last thing before we switch to your, your favorite yeah, team to me. Um, so, in this case, Giant Fizz didn't know, which I'm pretty sure you guys probably heard and drilled to your head to death right now the past week, the past, um, I think, five days since the Thursday game recorded on Tuesday night, is that this is the fifth straight season the Giants have started 0-2. So, I'm glad we're always starting behind April every single season. God love it. <laughs> yeah, that's love that. I love that, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, let's see, I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind the Giants lost, like, 82 to like three, it'd be blowout. It'd be like, okay, fine. We're never in it. Blah, blah. For the Giants to get my emotions up and down, get our, my hopes up and down the whole game, just to crush them and let us down the whole time is just shock. It's not surprising by the way the Giants play in the past few years. Yeah, no, it's, it's really not good, especially the team they have, though, and the team they're building around. Like, you know, you need to be, he's good. He's not a bad QB. I'm not, I'm not a Giants fan at all. But there's a few good yeah. players in that team that I'm like, damn, this team has, has some good players. You I'll know? admit, Dale Jones, I had my, like, week one, he played really, he didn't play good at all, but week yeah, two, he really stopped, stepped up, and the team good. let him down. 
So if he, if he yep. continues this, no, con- just hand the ball, use your legs. Hopefully, Jason Garrett has can continue that better play calling he had in, the, in week two compared to week one, and mm-hmm. use more Dale Jones' legs. You saw how much running this Dale Jones holding to the football, no fumbles at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he held the football. Front. He, I think he, he'll be good. Running. I think we if he cuts run. that down, we have, might have franchise quarterback, but we'll see. It's like right now, <laughs> he's always up and down, so I never know. But all right, on to your favorite team, Timmy. Yes, let's do this. The, uh, I'm so excited at, at you know, you know, New York Jets versus them. Uh, I was actually uh, really uh, stoked about this game. I mean, stoked because the defense showed up with the Patriots, and I was loving it. We were of um, not the oh my god. Wow, <laughs> he's not there anymore. No <laughs> wow, oh my god! You you pay, pay attention to what's going on in the league right now. Yeah, uh, Wilson. <laughs> I mean, sorry about that. We'll, we'll get the same dart later on. Don't worry. Uh, four four interceptions. Uh, Jackson had two of them himself. So good. Phillips was one. McCourty was one as well. Uh, they were just literally taking up like anything. They the defense was doing so well. There was nothing they could do wrong uh, offensively for the Patriots. Fantastic too. Max Jones, fantastic again. Really, right now as a rookie QB, he stands out a lot more than a lot of the other rookies that came out, and a lot of them that that came out early in the draft too. You know, he did very twenty-two for thirty. No, t- okay, a fumble recovery, whatever. You know that. You know that happens, but he still he got it back. You know, but one hundred eighty-six yards, not bad. He had a really good, solid game, I think. Uh, you know, ways around the pockets. They did a, some few in the game. I like that. Um, I keep doing that. that. That to me, that was exciting. I like when uh, switch it up and do something that you never seen before, and it's fun. Uh, the game was overall very, very good. Uh, the Jets couldn't do anything, really, honestly. It really bad. You know, we had four sacks as well against them. JP, it's I don't know what they're doing with that team. They had and Wilson is a good QB. You know, he's not a bad QB. You know, good, you know, he's a rookie. It's not like you know, it's still time. But man, this game, this game was so good. I love, I love when they win. Uh, you know, one and one right now. It's, it's, it's a good start. Uh, I think they can go eleven and six. You know, I'm throwing out their record. I think that record will be eleven and six. Lock it down, whatever. And they're playing. I have switching it up, giving everybody a little bit from each. You know, each player is playing a little part, a little part. I, you know, I love that. I love the, what they're doing with the coaching, offensively and defensively. That team is coming really good as a whole. And they're going to win games. They're going to keep winning. You know, they're going to have a lot of teams that are, you know, big teams they're going to play this year. Bills are definitely going to get them run for the money. Uh, honestly, Dolphins still, even with, you know, hopefully Tua gets back soon. Even with Tua, we think uh, they, they already, you know, destroyed us in the first week. They're not destroyed us, but, you know, they beat us. But even them, they're going to give us run for our money again when we burst them again. It's going to be very exciting to see what goes on with this team and how further it goes. But, the, damn, another thing, offensive line. He was throwing the ball. He just Wilson just kept throwing it anywhere he can get to it. I get it. You know, you want to try to get something, but can't make costly mistakes like that. There's a lot of other games that we're going to get into a little later that I'm going to talk about. A lot of other QBs did the same thing, but you got to read it better. If not, throw a ball away. Cost that much interceptions like that. It's, you know, for the team, it's not good for morale. With, with, you know, with players, and it just makes you look bad. You know, as a rookie, which is you know, finally get he's a rookie, JP. It, it's going to happen. But my takeaway is 
came from New England offense and defensively. They held the Jets to six points. Uh, you know, it wasn't crazy heavy scoring or whatever. It was fine, but it was, you know, good 25 to six. Uh, I'll take that one any day, bud. What do you think about it? So, yeah, like, I watch the game. My boy, Max, he's obviously a Jet fan. And so we're watching the game. And we noticed on the first play, I believe, from offense of the Patriots was a fumble. But unfortunately, the reps blew it dead due to forward progress before the fumble came out, which I believe it was blown a little too prematurely, which me and him both mentioned. Well, he mentioned to me, and I was like, yeah, you're probably right about it, that it set the tone for the whole game because after that, it just went downhill. Like you say, Wilson threw four picks. Three yeah. of them I'll put on, I'll put on Wilson because I believe it was his he just second pick. Threw them. What, the second pick was through Corey Davis's hands that which he should have had and went to the defender. Yeah, he popped but, that up. That, that was a that was a very 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 bad move for a receiver to do. You don't don't pop up the ball. <laughs> it's not a volleyball. No, <laughs> it's be well, grabbed. I'm only talking about that one. I'm talking about the second one, actually. That's oh, the second one. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah when, when Wilson, oh, was still, Wilson was still on the run and was still on oh. the near sideline with Corey Davis. And it was right through Corey Davis' hand as the defender. I think it was Philip, number 21, I believe. Yep. But, um, yeah, yeah, it, 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 it wasn't a good start either, having Zach Wilson throw two intos on his first two pass attempts. Yeah. That's never good. He almost threw a fifth one later on in the game. When yeah. Going for the no, I, I, like, dude, it was so close. I was like, oh, my God. If I, if I meant those, that's, that, that would have been, oh, my God. That's, if four intos already, that's hurting, that's hurting him already. And especially the sacks. So he was getting, you know, four sacks, you know, we had on, on our team, which was, you know, it was fantastic. It was great. <laughs> But damn, man! If Wilson, the young QB like that, he's gonna get sacked. He's, you know, eventually someone's gonna get hurt. Look what happened with Tua. Like you said Tua, Tua went down. He got hurt. Yeah. That sack got hurt. So, you know, hopefully he gets back soon. But it was good movement through. The- they were doing it. You know, there was you know a few misceptions, a few you know missed opportunities or whatever. But very good football from them overall. Like it was a very good game. I I thought it'd be. Slightly a little closer when I was thinking of this game, but uh, it was good. Like, it was fantastic. Anytime the Patriots win, it's always good for me. So I'm, I'm always happy when they win. Oh, obviously. I, I'm pretty sure everybody's happy with a win. I'm pretty oh, sure no of course. Are you unhappy with this W your team has won? Like, no, Tim, it doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. But one last thing, having the Patriots game, uh, two last things, actually. Dale, uh, not Dale Jones, Jesus. Too many Jones in the league right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mac Jones played the game manager role to a T. It was 22 to 30, oh, 186 yes. yards. Did he be flashy? Defenders doing everything. The Jets were giving him, giving the Patriots all the points the Patriots wanted. So that was fine. Uh, David <laughs> Harris had a monster 26-yard run. He broke oh, yeah. eight tackles on that play. Yep. That, that was a, Dude, that's a good way to make up that costly crazy. fumble last week. Good way to make up for that costly fumble. So, oh, yeah. Dude, good job, David I Harris. I can't believe that. I was like, one. I'm like, oh, he's not going. He's not going. <laughs> I thought, I thought honestly, but I thought he was going to go down like in a little bit because it looked like he was. But, dude, he just kept going. I was like, dude, that was nuts how many broken tackles he did. Wow. Good, good run. You know, it was very, very good. All right. Oh, you think you're ready to talk about the next game, Timothy? Oh, yeah. yeah, let's do this. All right. So the next game we'll talk about here is the team from the Mile High City, the Denver oh. Broncos, heading over to Duval County to face mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I got a lot so, to say about this game. So, I have a few things, not a lot. So I'll, I'll, I'll say a few things to pass on to you. Yeah, after. go ahead. Let you go first. So buddy. the Broncos came in. They they came, they saw, and they conquered the Jaguars, yeah, winning a score of 23 to 13. Uh, the, the first thing I noticed when I was watching the highlights of this game 
was look in the crowd. There was a lot of orange. And you know, Tim, orange is not the color of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nope. I noticed that too. I was like, are they, I thought they honestly, for a minute, I was like, I thought for a couple seconds they were in Denver. Then I go, wait, no, that's Jacksonville Stadium. But I'm like, I got tricked for a second because there still was so many fans wearing orange. They were, I'm pretty sure they outnumbered the Jacksonville fans. You saw a lot more orange shirts, orange or blue jerseys or shirts or anything. Way more than you saw any other color. Like, by far, like, by far. I was astonished. Yeah. But, yeah, so, the, you know, the Broncos fans always travel well. They have one oh, of yeah. the biggest fan bases, crazy fan base, like mm-hmm. them. Uh, the Chiefs, a big fan base. Seahawks, name a few. I'm forgetting the team, too. Um, the Bills are crazy fan bases. Like, those hardcore fan bases, they live, breathe, and die, like, their team. The Broncos are one of those team fan bases. The, the, that is, like, they're, they're a very passionate fan base. Oh, yeah, so, no, definitely. And uh, the quarterback for the team, Teddy Bridgewater, Still looking good. The first two oh, games yeah. are pretty solid. I see why he won the starting role over Drew Locke for 20 yep. to 34, 328 yards and two TDs. No, so and those. Make, yeah, he's. I'm saying he's looking Woo! good, making on the best way he can he do. Was that game? He was so, so on fire. Obviously, he hasn't been versed in the best defenses. The Giants didn't play good. De- they're not looking like a good defense right now in Week One. So they played the Giants Week One, and then they played the Jaguars right now, who are the team that was, I believe, was 115 or 214 last season. I believe 115. And so I'll I'll give I'll give them some slack because they're versus some bad teams, but they're overall looking as good as they should be. They're looking really good right now. Oh yeah, they start they are still looking good, definitely, man. No matter everybody's playing a perfectly good role in Denver right now, where they all need to be that defensively and offensively, man. It's 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 so good at how they were moving in this game versus Jacksonville and their hometown, and how crazy the crowd was when Denver was just. Killing it, and yeah. I, I heard. I, I honestly did not hear that much Jacksonville in their own stadium, which is very sad. But it happens. Depends on you know who can get there. I mean, yeah, it's like listen, Jacksonville is not really a big, uh, well-known fan base. Obviously, it's only been around. I think since '95, I believe the team came to the league same time as the Carolina Panthers. So they're still trying to establish themselves, especially you go one in fifteen the year before. You don't. You have to really build a big fan base from that. But when you do have a guy like Trevor Lawrence, a big attraction should bring more fans to the stadium. Oh, yeah. But the way Trevor Lawrence has been playing the past two games is giving oh. me a little concerns. A little oh, concerned because, yeah. like, very concerned. So I know he's going on to a one in 15 team. Don't mind the voice crack there. Nothing mm-hmm. happened again. Don't mind he's going to a one in 15 team. But, like, I would expect a number one overall pick playing a little better. And it's just like he is getting pressured and sacked a few times and hit. Like, he got sacked one time. Three QB hits, but like I just feel like he should be doing better than 14 for 33, 118 yards, one TD and two picks. And the only TD he had was on the first drive of the game, I believe. And after that, just nothing. I just, for me, as this guy is being hyped as the biggest college QB prospect since Andrew Luck, he should be performing, at least lifting his team higher, not just playing the same level they are. Yeah, that honestly, my opinion. But like I said, his first year, Elway and man, I think. Yeah, I believe Elway and Peyton Manning both had horrendous first years, and look where they ended up. Oh, yeah. So Com- maybe Trevor Lawrence has something too. So yeah. we'll just wait and see. It's all right. It always happens. But yeah, that, like, yeah, you know, I couldn't agree. You know, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, you, you know, rookie mistakes he was making. But as I noticed, I was watching that game. Wow, the pocket again collapsing so quickly. He made a lot of those plays, which he shouldn't have. You know, be smart. So just, throw, just throw it away sometimes. Just get rid of it. But. Yeah. Or even take honestly take the sack sometimes too. Take the few. You know, it depends on where you're at. But 
don't just throw the ball away. He just kept throwing it away to just everybody. It, dude, anybody, pretty much. You know, yes, he only had two interceptions, but some of them, he, he came close. If you saw, it was it was a few of the other ones, he had, you know, very, very close. They did not play that good. And, uh, right? If you, you know, like I said, you're not number one coming out, you know, and I get you, he's on a 115, you know, was on a 115 team. I get it. They didn't play that good. But... And he's still a rookie. It's still time to come. He might not have a good year this year. Maybe next year might be better for him. But, man, out of all the – and I don't just say because I'm a Patriots fan, Mac Jones is playing way better than any rookie QB right now. Honestly, I think. To me, I think, you know, there's other rookie QBs that are playing good too. But he is – he's standing out better than anybody that's, you know, supposed to be higher level, you know, in a, you know performance-wise than him. But, like, you're, like if you're Trevor Lawrence, like you were saying – don't want to make those mistakes. You don't want to look that bad as a rookie, especially with the number one pick. But like you said, Manning, you know, he, he started off like that too. He had a bad, you know, first year, came back second year, you know. But look, you know, McCain, Super Bowl champion. The guy's a legend in his own right. But, man, not even that. Jacksonville needs a kicker. Needs a freaking kicker. They Six points they could have had added to them. That could have gave them at least a little more of a, of a morale boost, a little more of a, you know, boost to try to win this game, could come back a little better. It was very, very it was very, very bad for that kicker to miss that two field goals that could have, you know, helped them out a little bit, honestly, get them closer. Tim, they need a freaking miracle at that point. That's it. Yeah. They need a miracle. They need a miracle. They need a quarterback to play a little better. But, yeah, okay. you know, it's all right. Yeah, you say, but you, you know, he's a rookie. I'm not, you know, not going to hold it too much against him right now, but if, if I don't see him you know, you know, next next game or two, uh, either – they gotta figure. They gotta start figuring out something. They're not gonna get rid of him. I get. He's not. He's not. You know. He's not washed up like that. <laughs> they're gonna get rid of him. Like, let's start figuring. Out. Let's try to get some wins. Let's try to see what we can do. Maybe mix it up a little bit. Do something different. You know. Rewrite. You know. Rewrite a playbook or something. Do something better. Because Denver, like I said, they came. They saw. They conquered. Fantastic. They they played fantastic. You know. Von Miller had a nice. You know. Third quarter. Or I think it was early sack. Yeah, it was like early. Pretty early in the third quarter. Helped to me make them just did Jackson Jackson go down the rest of that game. They, they, they just uh, they just they just did nothing. Honestly, it was just it was bad. It wasn't really it was it was it was good football from Denver. Bad. Yeah. All right. So on to the next game. We have a game that looked really good on paper until the game was actually played, and then turned out to be a good game <laughs> in the slightest. Unfortunately, sorry, Dolphin yeah. fans. Yeah, but uh, the Bills came into Miami and dismantled the Dolphins, thirty-five to a whopping zero. Yes, so that's not good. Um, Tua left the game on a second drive of the game with a rib injury. We hope he's okay. Oh, of course, this is getting worrisome for Dolphins fans at, because, like, this is Tua has had a recent history of injuries with the ankle injury at Bama. With the hip injury at Bama, and I think he had some issue last year. I believe is why him and Fitzpatrick kept switching the starting role a bit. And now with the rib injury, it's not been good. Dolphins overall played a very, very sloppy game. Watching the highlights, they were just missing on fourth down, third down. They were just missing like routine, fundamental stuff. But then again, I'm not a football player, so they can probably just run laps around me every single day of the week. So, but yeah, Dolphins did not play come to play to win. Uh, one tape, another tape takeaway I have from this game. Is Josh Allen is like even though the Bills came one thirty five zero, Josh Allen isn't looking like the Josh Allen from last no, year for some reason. That's I, it, 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 it's just the eye up. test. 
it's just an eye test. Like, he has good stats. Like, I mean, the first game, he was 17 for 33, which is throwing, two, like, 179 yards, two TDs, one pick. This game, he threw 51 times, 270 yards. I feel like, especially if you're up, they were already up 14 nothing. to begin with. They obviously never lose at some point in the game because Dolphins didn't score at all. But, like, I just feel like you should be throwing that many times. Just run a lot of runs, play action, draws or some stuff like that. Just you don't need to be having Josh Allen throw that much. And when he was throwing a lot, it just didn't seem like he was the same guy we saw last no. year. I'll be only two games in, but... From the throws. You know, it was not... Some of the throws were very, very, like, uh, why would you do that? <laughs> it wasn't really good. Uh, yeah, Buffalo came, man. They, they, you know, they, came to, they came to play. They played, you know, good football for them, bad football for Miami. Uh, you know, I'm going to point out for uh, Miami why Tua got injured. Again, offensive line, key. You guys have one job to make sure your QB is protected enough to get a pass out there, even get your runner back through. If you can't do any of that, and, and, and your quarterback's going to get hurt, you know, Tua's, Tua's down, he's out. Hopefully he gets better. He'll be out for a, whole, a couple weeks maybe, may, hopefully less. But Brissett came in. When I noticed with Brissett, same thing. There was a point in the game of Brissett where he literally laid on the ground. I saw He literally was laying on the ground after he got a sack. His players were trying to get him up, and he just laid there. Just he, In his head, I felt like he was thinking, are you kidding me? This is bullshit. Like, come on, guys. Help me out. Give me more time. You know, they, they, they was, dude, six defensive sacks Buffalo had. Dude, they they were tearing Brissett apart, dude. He could not, they, they were taking him down every step of the way, dude. It was so hard for him to get anywhere. And, and Brissett, I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but Miami's offense line is, is horrendous. They, I, I hopefully it's just because Tua went, like maybe they just went to pieces after Tua went down for some reason and they just fell apart. But, Wow, dude, it, it it just it boggled my mind that, dude, it just boggled my mind. Like they can't protect your quarterback. It's like well, I know I'm ranting about offensive lines like last week games, but I'm seeing that a lot in a lot of the games. Your quarterbacks are gonna get hurt. It's gonna make the game go bad. And Brissett honestly proved it when he was laying there. I saw that. He just I could see I could felt what he was thinking, and it, it's he was done in a way. It, it's you know when you lose 35. To, it's so bad. It was it was a bad game for Miami. Start you know start to finish. Yeah, it's definitely not good. Uh, I have one last thing. I made an error here. He actually went seventeen for thirty three, one hundred seventy nine yards, two TDs, and one pick in this game. He yes, went that's... was it 31, 30 for fifty one in the first game against the Steelers. So my bad, not so. Let's, let's nix that whole thing I just said about him throwing too much this game. But okay, <laughs> on to the next one. Uh, we have the San Francisco 49ers with Jimmy G heading over to Philadelphia to play Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. So this game was a very defensive game. Yeah. With a score of the Niners pulling it out on the road, 17-11. to 11. Very awkward score as well, too. Um, a great throw, TD throw Jalen Hurts did over to Rager. I forgot what quarter is in, but it would have given the Eagles more points than 11. Unfortunately, it was called back on a legal touching by Jalen Rager, which I'd give props to the defensive back who was guarding Jalen Rager. Because there was no pass interference called in the play, but the defensive back was basically guiding him outside to the sideline because the, the ball was thrown by the sideline to the end zone, and he was guiding him out so Rager stepped out of bounds with him not even noticing, and he came back and caught the ball and then being touchdown. So that's why it was called back. So that's a great play on defense on the defensive back there. Like I said, a very defensive game. Hertz only had 190 yards passing. Jimmy G only had 189. 
Uh, hopefully, Trey Sermon's okay. He got cussed on his very first NFL carry, which is very bad to hear. Especially, he worked this hard in the NFL. He didn't play. I don't believe he played last week due to some injury. And then he gets concussion on his very first carry, which I saw the carry. Was a brutal hit. Yeah. And was- then you have a- another 49ers running back, Jamichael Hasty, got a high ankle sprain. So, he's also out. So, besides yep. Raheem Mostert being out in the first week, first game this season, you also have Trey Sermon now and Jamichael Hasty gone. So, Point out his backfield is running very, very thin right now. Yeah, no, it's not looking good uh, for 49ers, and, you know, and uh, or like for both teams, you know, that's that game was, like I said, very defensively. I, I, I honestly, I thought a little more from 49ers a little bit. I, you know, I thought Jimmy G and them were going to come in, but you know, I wasn't down on the Eagles either. You know, I thought it'd be a little higher score for both teams, but it was, it was, um, it was good. Like you mentioned the pass, uh, Hurts did late, you know, uh, I think it was a 91 yard pass and touchdown. I believe it was the yeah, third yard line. It was Hurts. It was a second. I think it was late in the second quarter from the third yard line. Uh, dude, that was an insane throw. Wow, dude, dude, it was crazy. I saw dude, third yard line from that throw like that. 91 yards, man, passing. Dude, that was, that was very well done. That was very well done from Hertz and, and you know the receiver. It, nothing that was very good um, overall. Defensively, it wasn't too much. You know they said very big defensive game in a way. It was very slow, very close. You know nothing, nothing big. You know Jimmy G from the 49ers, like you said, he only you know 22 for 30, 189 yards, one TD. That was good from him. The game uh, from running from them, the running game, like you said, everybody's getting hurt. You know. Right now, the high ankle sprain is no no good for uh, Hasty, Jimmy G. Uh, if you don't for him <laughs> on that one, but it was a good game. I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought a little more from both teams, but I I, I thought it was a, it was a solid uh solid defensive game. Alrighty, so on to the next game we have the L.A. Rams heading over to Indy to face the Indianapolis Colts. This is a game I was actually looking forward to because you have Matthew Stafford with the new highly powered Los Angeles Rams going to Indianapolis Colts with Carson Wentz and his first year in Indy. So it's a very interesting QB matchup to see. The Rams ended up pulling the W out with a score of 27 to 24 in Indy. Um, the big takeaway I have from this is so as a Giants fan, I will like, very intuitive to what has happened to Carson Wentz, try to keep track of, you know, my division's my favorite team's division rivals, everything that's going on with that. And there was a lot of coverage last year with Wentz, how he went from the MVP caliber he did. The, I think it was 2017, the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, when he got injured, to now yeah. the way he played very, very terrible last year. Because I was watching, and he was playing awful. And the biggest thing I think someone mentioned to me, or I saw on TV somewhere, that Wentz was trying to be too much like Superman. And this, I saw that a lot in this game. He was trying to be too, trying to do too much, like always going for the home run ball, for the home run hit when he just yeah. needed to do like maybe a, a little single. This is this extent yeah, he, he's, play. He's going for those big plays that he should. He needs to slow down and kind of go for some short plays, you know, medium or short. You know, don't go crazy. Don't just throw it out there, man. You're gonna make mistakes. It's gonna either be missed passes or an interception. Yeah, like he had a lot of bad throws. He was taking costly stacks instead mm-hmm. of just throwing the ball away. He would try to run back further in the pocket or run to the side, try to avoid a sack and just cause more a bigger loss of the sack. And then also one thing I noticed was very was, was a rookie mistake, which you would probably see maybe Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson doing this type of stuff. 
is that Wentz was like running backwards, getting getting uh, pressured in the red zone. Like I, I think it was at the two yard line of LA. About the score, he has a weird, awkward behind shovel pass. Yeah, yeah. To his yeah. tight end. That I don't think his tight end was ready for. I didn't see that. I think the, the linebacker just come and swoop yeah, in and, and was, said that, like nothing. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why are you shoveling past it into a big crowd like that? And when it's just like you're at the two yard line and your tight end's probably not ready, just wait, just hold on the ball, throw it away, just wait, play for the next down, play yeah, for the next down. We don't need to do it right now. So that bad. was a stupid thing I've, I've seen. I was like, what is he doing? Even as a Giant fan, I was like screaming, like, what? Why would you ever do something like that? Just ever. Yeah, that was Reader, I believe. Reader? Reader, if I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, but yeah, he, right? It literally, he just, he, <laughs> Flicked it right to the guy. I'm like, what are you doing? I really thought, like, I, I thought it was like a trick play. I didn't think, I didn't see that he, the ball left his hand until I saw it. I was like, oh, shit, he threw an interception. Yeah, don't worry. It was a trick play. Carson Wentz trying to trick us, think he's actually going to throw a good pass. But he did fool us. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, uh, that was, uh, that was, I can't believe that happened. That was, you can't do that. Especially, he's been in the, you know, the league longer than that. And, you know, not do that. And just when you thought the turnover issue or when Chubby Superman wasn't bad enough, he got injured again. It's insane. Like, this dude either does, either plays poorly or gets injured. I have not, I, he has like one good throw per game. Yeah. And it's like, it's, I want to see his kid, Wentz do good. I want to, but it's just like, it's just sad seeing him He's not getting, the way he is. He's not getting a good break right now. He, something's not right. Yeah. Right. He's having some bad it, luck in a way. It's not good. So, yeah, he left the game with an ankle injury late in the game. Um, Colts are still in the game. They're down by three at this point. Jacob Eason came in. The I believe he was drafted 2020 draft. I think it was third round. And he threw a pick right to, right to Jalen Ramsey to basically seal the game, and the Rams win the game. So, yeah, that was it. That. Yeah, that was it. Uh, you know what? My, Pittman. Pittman had, a, you know, good yards. He didn't have any TDs, but I, I, he, was, he, was, he was open really well for a while. I liked that. That was kind of nice seeing I, I didn't, you know, haven't heard much from him, and it was nice to see uh, a receiver get you know, yards, kind of good yards like that, 120 yards. It's very impressive. It's nice to get like that. But Cooper Cup, okay. I see you, you know, one, you know, I see you 123. I'll raise you to 163, one and two yeah. one. Yeah, try versus him in fantasy this week. Then I'll go oh, so well. God. Oh no, oh my god. He scored like 30 points. I think Derrick Henry was also another guy's fantasy team. I was versus and had like 30 points. I was just crushed that point. Dude, I just, this ran- I was waving the white flag at the end of the so first much one o'clock games than they were last year. In a way, honestly, I know they had. They had they had a good team last year too. You know, you know, someone went. You know, you know, they were building. You know, last few years a really good team. But with Stafford on this team, just honestly, just with Stafford, Stafford as QB changes it so much for them, and it looks so good. It's such good football coming out of, out of this team, and I, I, I like what Stafford. I didn't like Stafford on Lions. I like Stafford really well on the Rams. It's such a good fit for him. It's, it's so good. He has such good talent, too. And this team is going to keep going, man. I, I think this team this team's definitely going to be uh, playoff contenders. Definitely, 100%. Dude, playoff contenders? They're going to be Super Bowl contenders. Oh, like I told you yeah. last oh, week. No, they can be. Definitely. <laughs> no, no. It's an easy game to make can. the playoffs, dude. Well, obviously, I'm just going to say benefit for that. They're going to definitely be in the playoffs. Though. They're definitely going to be in the playoffs. They, whether they win or lose, and if they do succeed to, to the Super Bowl... Congrats. Congrats to them. Whoever takes the Super Bowl this year, whether it's, you know, Mahomes, Brady, any anybody, whoever went, you know, congrats. But, it, dude, they just added Stafford and then a few, you know, a few, you know, a few others in the mix. And it's just, dude, the team just is, is sparkling. Yeah, it was a close game. 
close game, but it was good. It was really good, though. It, it was it was very enjoyable watching this game. Oh, very sparkling. Well, yeah, yeah. so one last thing from this game. Um, like, like we both said, they're going to be Super Bowl contenders. Another team I believe is going to be a Super Bowl contender is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this coming Thursday, this coming Sunday, <laughs> week three, we have Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers going over to L.A. to play the Rams. Oh, so that's yeah. going to be a good game that, as well, too. That's in the, that's in the four, 425 slot, so America's game of the week. So I think it'll be nationally televised, too. So mm-hmm. that's going to be a good game to watch. So if everybody wants to watch that, it's a great game to watch. Yeah, that's going to be very fun. I can't wait to that game. Tom Brady <laughs> with the Stafford's uh, Rams is going to be very, very good football. That's oh, yeah. so good. All right, so on to the next game, we have the surprisingly 1-0 Las Vegas Raiders who came off a big win against Baltimore Ravens in a great Monday Night Football matchup. I believe it's Monday Night Football. Yeah, Monday Night Football matchup. Coming into another AFC North foe, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So this game, I honestly thought the Steelers were going to win this game. I thought the Raiders, you know, aren't that good like they were in the first game. But the Raiders proved me wrong here with a 26-17 oh, yeah. dub in Pittsburgh. So mm-hmm. Derek Carr has been showing out again. This game, he went 28 for 37. 382 yards and two TDs. And again, no turnovers, I believe. No, I think he had a turnover fumbles, last game. He had two fumbles. He fumbled twice. Oh, he did? Okay. But okay. Uh, honestly, it didn't matter. The two fumbles did not matter. He, he, he really came to play that game. And and, and Ruggs played very well, too. Uh, 113 yards, one TD. Dude, the Ra- I, th- I thought Pittsburgh was going to win, too. I agree with you. And I thought Pittsburgh was going to come in and win. Okay. Raiders and definitely played him one. It was, it was like such a good game, man. Yeah, dude, did you see that Najee Harris stiff arm, dude? He just threw Jonathan Abram into the 18th row of the stadium. I couldn't believe it. I, I saw that. I was like, oh, my God. It was always on the level of, like, the Derrick Henry on dude, Josh hear, Norman. Dude, you hear the, the Derrick Henry on that Lions defender last year. That was just, like, whoa. Dude, the crowd nuts. was living with it, dude. It was nuts. Yeah, I can see why the Steelers picked him late in the first round. I believe 22nd overall. I see why they picked him. Yeah. But the Steelers' offensive line, uh, offense is a little worrisome. Only having three TDs in two weeks when you have, like, Juju, Claypool, Najee yeah. Harris now, Deontay Johnson, Big Ben, Eric Ebron. It's like, that was a little worrisome for me. Like, you'll, you'll only scored 18 out of your team's 40 points in two games. Yeah, That's dude. a little worrisome. Juju, three yards, one TD, dude. That's all he did. Dude, mm-hmm. dude, that was it. It was a, it was a, it was a, you know, it was a beautiful diving TD, but <laughs> it was like yeah, obviously touchdown is the most important part, <laughs> yeah, but you got to produce more than that because your team lost. Did, yeah, you have a, a player like Juju Smith, three yards, one TD. Like, come on, he's what is going on? You know, Johnson, one hundred. He had, I think, yeah, uh, Deontay uh, Johnson had one hundred and five yards. For him, that was good. But why? Why did Juju have something like that? You know what I mean? It's weird. It's it, that's what I'm saying, dude. I was talking about earlier that a lot of teams are doing weird stuff lately. I'm seeing starters not get like the yards you see them usually get. You know, and think about fan. When you're talking about fantasy too, like that, it's weird. If you see fantasy, a lot of star players that you know, a lot of them have like nothing because they're not. It's not. They're not some of them not doing anything. It's weird. Like it's they're not. I don't know why nobody's throwing to the starters. I know some of them are injured, but. It, what's going on right now you know they're changing up I, I get what's going on with teams but it, it's just weird seeing like Juju just three yards one TD it, it's weird seeing something like that you know I thought it was very weird on this game 
I mean, remember, man, Big Ben came out in the same class as Phil Rivers and Eli Manning. Both those yeah, two are tired. Big Ben could get to that point where it's just fall time to catch up to him. So I, I, yeah, I, just, I, think, I, think, I he's think he's getting that's it for him. I think this could be this last year, honestly. Honestly, it, yeah. Pittsburgh should really look, you know, start looking too. And you know, I think they're gonna no matter what, no matter what, they're probably definitely gonna be looking. Yeah, I mean that's why I picked up Dwayne Haskins. I mean, like, who knows? Yeah. Maybe he'll be good. Maybe he needs to change the scenery from Washington last year. But we'll see what happens. With yeah, them. we'll see what happens. I, you know, maybe maybe he might be the answer for them. Plays, but uh, yeah, yeah. This game, this game, like I said, it didn't go the way I thought it was gonna go. But it's okay. Hey, it was, it was good football from uh, Raiders. You know, Pittsburgh. They tried to, but you know, you know, TJ Watt had yep. a good uh, forced fumble. I saw too, which was nice. And then uh, yeah, Juan Ingram had nice sacks, but. It was you're, yeah, you were right. Carr had two fumbles. Yeah, I must have missed that. No, but um, okay. So in a shift from one AFC North team onto another, as we have the Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow and his non-existent offensive line heading to <laughs> Chicago to play Andy Dalton and the future QB number one Justin Fields. Yeah, so this game. This game. is a very, very yeah, very weird game. It was a very low-scoring game until the fourth quarter. Things started to pick up a bit. I wouldn't say. It was the game was a little sloppy, I should say. Yeah. Throughout the whole thing. The Bengals all in all had four turnovers compared to the Bears one. But the Bears one turnover did come in a very costly time. So we'll we'll get to that in a second. But Dal Andy Dalton was starting the game again for week two for the Bears. Would leave the game in the second quarter with a knee injury, so that's never good seeing that have happened. Hopefully he feels better. Fields came in, not the best game he had. He was 6-13, no. 60 yards, one intel, one fumble. He didn't lose the fumble, but he still had the fumble. With that, unfortunately, that one intel almost cost the Bears in the end because the Bears were up 20-3 with five minutes left to go in the game. And Justin Fields threw a pick, which was in the middle of the Bears, of the Bengals' two back-to-back touchdowns that brought him close to losing 2017. Now, the way the Bears end up catching some momentum from that was Joe Burrow throwing interceptions on that one straight pass attempt, not two straight pass attempts, <laughs> but three straight pass attempts, yeah. Joe Burrow threw a pick. No. That's not good. The, fir- the no. first one was returned by Wilcon Smith for a touchdown, I believe. The other two, I got a little bit of fuzzy on that. But it's still never good to throw three, three picks. Like, I understand you're second-year quarterback, but, like, you've got to throw better than that. Well, give him an off game. It's fine. The O-line doesn't seem to help him, which I guess no, just shook and rattled the O-line. Because, dude, the, the, we started the Bengals' O-line is horrendous. I, I was, like, I told you with the Giants' O-line, you got to protect the quarterback or else you can't get to your weapons. Joe Burrow was sacked four times but took nine QB hits. Nine! Yeah. Yeah, he, and got- he got smacked around in a league where the quarterbacks are like the the re- officials cater their quarterbacks not getting smacked around, and he still got smacked around. So imagine how this would be in like the early 2000s, late 90s, when you could actually hit quarterbacks or hit players, be more aggressive. Just imagine how times you would hit. It's not good right now. They need to fix up this offensive line ASAP. You are the offensive line already cost him half his career last year with a terrible, terrible knee injury that ACL tear. Please, Bengals, if you want your franchise quarterback to stay the team and be successful, be the franchise quarterback for your team to lead into many wins and potentially a Super Bowl in the future, protect your quarterback, please, because I don't want to see him get injured again. Because it was sad seeing him get injured the way he was, and I don't, I just don't want to see him get injured again in this early in this, this early in his career. All right, go Tim. Yeah, no, no, it's not good. Yeah, that game. Yeah, that he was he was dude, the offensive line definitely needs work because. 
he was making you know a lot of rookie mistakes but you know when you know the pocket's closing that much too on him and he's just trying to throw to get somewhere you know it's gonna happen but yeah dude it was uh it was a game start from both teams like you said very low scoring the whole whole first to third quarter very nothing there was really nothing going around fourth quarter's where it picked up for both teams but uh Chicago was uh you know fortunate enough to have that you know that TD in the first quarter that basically helped seal the deal you know you know with the points wise um yeah he was the uh, Burrow did not look good he you know when I was sitting here watching this game I just kept thinking about Lawrence soon I'm like damn these guys are both number one and damn they are not playing like number ones <laughs> but you know yeah they're young they're something you know you're starting QB as a rookie sometimes it's rough a little bit sometimes you just you can't click right sometimes sometimes you get a little anxious you know anxious a little bit and you just want to look like the hero sometimes too don't be the hero be more calculated with your throws if you had throw it away take this you know it sucks to say you even take the sack but if anything you have some movement try to get out of the pocket as much as you can try to get a few yards or something like that just don't you know you know don't throw up but like I said offensive lines too need to protect your QBs or you can't they can't get their weapons they can't do anything if they're not protected they don't have enough time they're just going to throw a ball just to get it out there, you know, and but that's what happens when you make mistakes, dude. It, but, you know, Chicago came and, they, you know, it, it came really because, like I said, a whole score in the whole game became, you know, more in the, in the end. But feels really like, on on him. But it's, you know, your rookie QB stuff, but it happens. You ready for the next one, buddy? Yes. So we're going to shift gears from one AFC North team to another AFC North team. Yeah, now to the third <laughs> AFC North team, we have... The Houston Texans coming into the land to play the Cleveland Browns. With this game, the Browns came out with the victory 31-21. to Unfortunately, Tyrod Taylor, the starter for the Houston Texans, who was playing pretty good the first, uh, mm-hmm. I think, four, five, six quarters? Yeah. Uh, he, he left with a hamstring injury that ended up sc- that on the play that he scored the second touchdown for the Texans. Hope he's Okay. Unfortunately, that was a turning point in the game. Also, yeah, that was a turning point in the game. Then you had two big rushing TDs by Browns running backs. Nick Chubb, and I forgot the other guy's name. Uh, I, I forgot what slipped my mind. But then you also had on the very next drive, Davis Mills, who was the third-round pick of the Houston Texans in this recent draft, who could possibly be the future start of the Texans. We don't know. We'll see how he plays. Threw an into on the very next drive. So, again, the Browns <laughs> the ball back again. So the Browns never looked back after going after being behind fourteen to seven, I believe. Never looked back yeah. and took the lead from there. And then the Texans still had a chance, down thirty-one and twenty-one with two minutes left to go in the game. And the Texans, what they're gonna do is kick a field goal, cut it to a touchdown, score a game, and try onside kick after and try to get the ball back to score that touchdown. Unfortunately, they met they messed up on the first part. They missed the field goal. So after that. They could get the onside kick because once you miss the field goal, the ball goes right back to the other team and they melt it down and melt the clock away. And the Browns walked away with a 31 to 21 victory. Any thoughts, Timmy? Uh, yeah, pretty much the same on yours. That was, uh, damn, that they didn't miss that. They could have came back, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah, but uh, no, it was a, uh, you know, Browns played really good. I, I, I honestly, I thought they played very well. Baker Mayfield, 19 for 21. 213 yards, one TD, one exception, whatever, you know, that happens too, but good, good, good ball when we were rushing, uh, three rushing TDs, you know, it was a mix, it wasn't just one guy, you know, two other guys got it, uh, I think Makefield, I believe his name was, and uh, the fullback got it too, Janovich got it, yeah, he got one as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that yeah, was, uh, that Janovich, was yeah. yeah, that's it, so he was the other one that got it, uh, but it wasn't, 
Like I said, when I'm seeing a lot of starting receivers and everything like that, I feel, I feel like they should have, some of them should have a lot of good receivers. You know, and, you know, like Njoku had 18 yards. Uh, I, I wish I, I wish I could have said, you know, I wish I would have, I would have loved to see more from him in that game. Um, Landry low yards, but he was out, you know, out with a knee injury. Uh, so that's 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 not good either. Hopefully he gets better as well because with Odell out too, uh, dude, that's not looking good. <laughs> yeah. All right, you ready for the next game? Yeah, man, I'm all ready. Let's go. All right, so next game, we now shift to the NFC South as we have a division matchup with the New Orleans Saints and Carolina Panthers. I got a, I got a question for you, Timmy. How do you feel about your boy Jameis after this week? Uh, not good. <laughs> he played like 30 for 30 Jameis Winston for me. <laughs> it yeah, was it was Jameis. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It was not a good game, man. It was not looking good for him, man. It was very, very bad. Very bad for him. Yeah, J- Jameis being back to being 2020 Jameis went 11 for 22, 111 yards and two picks and no touchdowns. Well, he had a um, he- But that's it. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> yeah, but still, like, you should be doing more. That was, oh, that was course, like, basically. Of course, of course. But, like, with Jameis, it was a bad throw. I saw him throw when he was just being pressured, and he just threw, like, when he was on sideways on his body. He tried to do, like, a Pat Mahomes Subal S throw. But the thing is, I think he forgot or didn't get the memo he's not Patrick Mahomes. Nope. So it's not going to work out for him like that. And nope. um, he threw right to the defender. So that was interesting to see. But the Panthers defense, like I talked about like I talked about last week's episode, is no joke. The the, the oh, monsters, the oh, young cats oh. they have on that defense are something to look out for. Especially J.C. Horn, who got his first pick in his NFL career. He's going to have a lot more in the future. The Panthers defense in total had four sacks. Three tackles for losses and eleven QB hits just on that um, front seven. Yeah, dude, it was not. It was oh man, dude. New Orleans uh, was not not looking go uh, going against the uh, Panthers defense, dude. They, dude, they were getting eaten alive, dude. It was, dude. They were literally that defense was taking care of business, dude. They literally did. They they came to do their job and they did their job perfectly, dude. Keeping it that low, like even Panthers, they twenty six to seven. Good one for Panthers. They're two and zero now, and they are looking very, very well right now with uh, with Donald. Honestly, he's he's looking pretty good. He went twenty six to thirty eight, three uh, hundred five yards, two TDs, one, one into it, one fumble. But you know that you know that happens. But still, they won the game. You know, defense helped too. Defense held Saints down, and dude, the game was it was a good game for the Panthers, and it's looking very well for Donald. I cannot wait to see more from uh, the Panthers with him. It's very exciting. Yeah, that does tell him about when Darnold was, was at, on the Jets that he was not getting enough weapons and no. the Jets were not giving him enough supporting cast around him. And look what's happened. You give him a good supporting cast, good receivers, a great running back, a better offensive line, and look what happens. He's doing well, progressing. All the turnovers are still a little something to keep an eye on with that the pick and then the fumble. Even though he didn't lose the fumble, but still, you don't want to see that. But the, all in all, Panthers are doing good right now. They're on up and up. Yeah. No, it's... it's- like I said, we'll see more from them next week and everything else like that. Hopefully, it's uh, they do keep doing good. I mean, we'll see. We'll see from them in two days. They play Thursday night football against the Houston Texans, and I think yeah. Davis Mills might be starting because Tyrod Taylor is in playing. Yeah, and I don't. Sean Watson's still not active. Yep. And Sean Watson's tough enough line. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be an interesting game. I mean, I yeah. like us watch that. But um, yeah. So on to the next game. In a very entertaining game, I didn't watch yeah. any of this game Oof. beforehand. So I was watching the Falcons Buccaneers on Fox the whole game. 
the Vikings Cardinals was a very, very back and forth game. Uh, I didn't realize it was that good as it was. Dude, it was so, a good game. It was a very good game. Like a lot of teams, like the Titans, like the Browns, the Vikings are predicated on their run game. When you have a great running back like Dalvin Cook, who had a game, even though he didn't score yes. any touchdowns, nope. he had 22 carries for 131 yards, which is that that's more than you could ask. Like I mentioned last time in last week's episode. Is that when you get you want to get the running game a lot more carries? Give Dalvin Cook a lot more carries yep. and give Kirk yep, Cousins a lot less throws. And Kirk Cousins threw the ball less, and look what happened. I think he had like three or four touchdowns. So yeah, that, that's the game play you should do. Even though they did lose, that's the game play you want to go. You just got to fix that defense because that defense is not what it used to be on one once under Mike Zimmer's reign. But yeah, um, another, another thing I found out I what was watching the game was Nick Vigil almost had a fumble recovery. But in the end, end up getting a pick six from Kyler Murray, which I thought was pretty cool because he almost had a fumble recovery, and then I got rewarded right after for being keep playing, be on the ball. Yep, I love that. And was, then that was good. That was good. That was very good. Uh, pick six right there. And then the th- sixty-two yard field goal by thirty-seven-year-old Matt Prater, who I thought was still on the Lions for some reason, is actually on the Cardinals now. A great kick yeah. by... Yeah, you show some kickers to love here. They never get enough love. They always get their hate when they do it bad. But give mm-hmm. props to him. 62-yard 62, 62 field goal is no joke. Dude, I, I could probably barely hit a five-yard <laughs> five field goal, let alone 62. Oh, yeah. But I, the, the, I, I was looking through the teams that Matt Prater's been on. He's been in the Lions, went to the Dolphins, the Falcons, back to the Dolphins, to the Broncos, back to the Lions, and now in the Cardinals. I forgot how much he bounced around the league like that. But, yeah, good for him for this journeyman kicker, man. I'm glad to see someone... Do as good as he does in his in in the later stages of his career, but um, I honestly feel bad for the Vikings fans because like I, I gotta say that my heart my hopes were got brought up and crushed as a Giants fan a lot throughout the years, but not nearly as much as these Viking fans have been. Man, when Greg Joseph all he needed to do was just make a field goal to win the game, he missed the game-winning field goal as time expired that cost him the game. I just feel bad these Vikings fans after the Blair Walsh kick, the Greg Anderson kick back in the NFC Championship game that brought the Falcons to their very first Super Bowl. To the many times of the miracle in um, the time they lost the NFC Championship game to the Eagles being one win away from going to the Super Bowl in the home in the home stadium. It's just, I, there's so much heartbreak for the Vikings. I feel bad for the fans. But uh, yeah, that was just sad to see. Yeah, no, dude. It was, uh, it was a dude, start to finish. Very good game for both teams. Offense and defensively, yes. Uh, defensively, Minnesota does have to work on it a little bit. But whoo, man, they have both. Kirk Cousins had a game too. He had a very good game. Uh, Devin Cook, like you mentioned, had a very good game. But man, Kyle Murray, he had a game. Man, 400 yards, three TDs, two interceptions. Okay, but still, man, when he throws, you, you know, you you keep mentioning Mahomes, you know, before about that. Man, Murray, honestly, dude, he is, dude, he's 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 very close to Mahomes' level. He's so like when he moves in a pocket. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! I know you're saying stop, stop it. it. Stop it! I feel like Murray is awake, not there, but he can he can get to that level. He can. There's he'll eventually get to that level. I think. I think Murray has a time. I think he. Uh, I mean, listen. I don't know, man. He, he did throw two very suspicious picks late yeah, in the game I know yesterday. That. I so that, I don't but, know about that. But, but he still like, has an outstanding game, you know. And Mahomes throws picks. So it's but you know, but Murray played very well. That's what I'm saying. Overall, he played. Wow, what a game for him, though, man. He played very good. You know, throwing and running. <laughs> very good. All right. All right, hot take, Timmy. On to the next game. We're going to do the Atlanta Falcons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, first off, I just like to say this. The Falcons have really nice jerseys. 
I honestly hate them at first. I first saw them. Even they're just straight up um, home with a black uniform, white pants, look very clean. I know you're a big fan of those jerseys too, Timmy. Yeah, they look nice. <laughs> I can't wait to see them wear the red gradients against the Jets later in the season. That would be a nice game to watch with. But, um, yeah, another thing, I, I keep forgetting Cordero Patterson um, is also the second-string running back. So I know he plays receiver, but I forget about that. Yeah. So, the Falcons were in this game throughout the whole game. End up being there down only 20 to 25 in the third quarter. But then the Falcons end up doing what the Falcons do best, uh, choking and collapsing late games. End up falling apart in the end. Giving up two bat, two pick sixes late in the game didn't really help them nope. get any better. So eventually the Buccaneers pulled away to like a 48-25 lead. We had the, the former number 10 overall pick from the 2018 draft, I believe. Josh Rosen make an appearance to uh, – Coming from Matt Ryan's and the game was already out of hand, and he did yeah. absolutely nothing because nope. Josh Rosen. Nope. There, and um, yeah, that's, that's all I have. Brady being Brady the goat, and um, fucking news one again. And I know you're gonna have a lot to talk about Brady, Tim. So go for it. You know, let me start off, Brady. Oh, Brady played phenomenal, but it's okay. Uh, I'm not gonna go too much into it, but yeah, Brady did play phenomenal, man. He, you know, he did. He did. Uh, I believe I saw on Instagram something like that that he he did with Robert Kraft. He was answering friends' questions. Somebody said. Freddie, would you, could you play the 50? And he was thinking, you damn right he could play the 50. Freddie, you could probably play the 55, maybe. Depends on what team he has. If he if he has that offensive line still staying stacked and protecting like they're doing it, you know, there's a few things that happen. Freddie, they get hit a few times and everything. But that, you know, that happens. But man, Freddie had a good game. Uh, Falcons, very, very good game from them in the beginning. Then, like, the two pick six. Not good. Very sloppy. Rosen came in to try to do something, did nothing. Uh, it was just interesting, but you know, like I said, Brady doing Brady with his team he has. It's it, this team's gonna be unstoppable again. They, you know, the Super Defending Super Bowl champions, they could again, once again, win the Super Bowl again. Hope they do. It'll be crazy if they do. Hope they do too as well. We'll see what happens. I know JP hopes the Giants does too, but well, we'll see what happens on that. But this game, uh, but a lot of you know, like I said, there's a little bit of misses here and there that you know, both teams, you know, could have especially the Falcons, especially that you know, those pick sixes were very bad. They could have won the game, but they didn't. Ready for the next one, bud? Of course I am. All right, so we have the next game. We have the Tennessee Titans heading over to Seattle to play the Seattle Seahawks. So this game, I was flipping back between. I was obviously watching, like I mentioned before, the Falcons and Buccaneers mainly, but I had my eyes on the Cowboys and Chargers as well as the Titans Seahawks. So I was like seeing those interconference matchups just because you, you rarely see them. You see them once every four years. But I was watching the Titans Seahawks, and when the Titans went up to 24 to 9, I mean, sorry, the Seahawks went up 24 to 9 at the half. I was like, oh, this game's over. Seahawks got this in the bag. Yeah. Especially the way the Titans played last year, last week against the Cardinals. Playing at home, I thought, because they played terrible at home against Arizona, I thought going to Seattle, they're down 24 to 9. There's no way to come back. Boy, was I wrong. So besides (laughs) the Titans having six drops, which apparently didn't really affect them that much. Nope. They decided to give Derrick Henry the ball in the second half. What a novel idea that was because Derrick Henry <laughs> just kept eating away with a grand total of the game. 35 carries, 182 yards, and three TDs. Two of those two TDs coming in the second half, and they were huge TDs. One of the 60-yard run, I believe. But, like, yeah, for the Titans, you have to run your offense through Derrick Henry. It just shows you just keep feeding him. Oh, yeah. He is a tank. Honestly. He didn't win the scoring title the past two years for nothing. He's the reason why you are you where you're at. Yes, you have Julio Jones. Yes, you have A.J. Brown. 
But still, like, yes, you have Ryan Tannehill, who I would say could, could crack top 10 quarterbacks, maybe. Oh, yeah. He's good. But he's, like, he's definitely yeah, better with the two. team. Better, way better than the Dolphins. Yeah, 100%. I mean, anybody does much better when yeah. you leave Adam Gase, 100%. <laughs> but, but, like, you also remember Arthur Smith, the head coach of the no, the offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans last year went on to Atlanta. So you might see the game change or take a, be a little different. The game plan, game call, and be a little different. So it might take them time to get more back into the, the style they had last year. But I think they'll do just fine. Just keep giving Derrick Henry the ball, and you will be fine. Oh, yeah. So another thing that happened. So the Titans brought him back in the game, but it didn't help that Seattle missed a extra point that would have put him up 31 to I think it was 16 at the time. Yeah, 31 to 16. Instead, they missed it, so it ended up being 30 to 16. So it ended up being just a two-possession game without two-point conversions needed to tie it up. And lo and behold, the Titans came back, tied it up, ended up being a 30 to 30 game going to OT. And Randy Bullock, the also another journeyman kicker, made the game-winning field goal in OT to the Tennessee Titans to come back and beat Seattle Seahawks in Seattle yeah. in a huge win. I think the Titans really needed that win. Oh, yeah, no, that, most definitely, dude. That that win right there, it shows what they have and what they can do. And, you know, and that, like I said, they they were very good contenders last year. I think they're still going to be very good contenders this year. They had, you know, uh, you know, eh, first game, first week, whatever. You know, everybody's going to progress as they go. But when you're Seattle, like Russell Wilson like that, and you're in your home, you got to win your home game, man. You can't, damn. Yeah, and especially when you're winning that much in, in the first half, and then get honestly obliterated pretty much in the second half by just by honestly just by Henry pretty much. Most of it was just pretty much all him. You know, you know, receivers got you know some you know throws and everything else like that. But yeah, you can't you can't you can't blow a lead like that. You know, as a you know as a whole team, offense and defense like that. You know, especially when you go on OT and then you just lose by three points. It's it's it, it's such a it's such a bittersweet moment in a way, but like you said, Tannehill and the Titans, this is this is a good one for them, and the next week is going to be even better for them too. I think you know I can't wait to see what goes you know forward with them and this team. You know Seattle oh, too, yeah. definitely with Tannehill and the Titans, they're young. This team's looking very hot. I cannot wait to see this team go further too. Oh yeah, definitely. One last thing though, so I'm not sure if you saw the last touchdown the Seahawks scored that gave him the 30 points was a deep pass to Freddie Swain. Did you see how wide open he was? Yeah, touchdown? I was wondering, like, wait, where are the uh, <laughs> defensive backs? Where is everybody? Yeah, where's, where's the cornerback? So like safety? Where, where, where is everybody? Nobody was there, and he literally was like, "All right, he didn't even run that much after that. He really just jogged in." And yeah, then, uh, and you see like, one Seattle defender just, "Hey." <laughs> yeah, the very last second, he came in right as he crossed the end zone. He just pops up like, "Oh, hi." But yeah. yeah, like I, I haven't seen this many receivers score or potentially score touchdowns with so <laughs> much space. Like you have Freddie Swain to score a touchdown to Seahawks. Rondale Moore, I'm not sure you saw a touchdown with the Cardinals. That was a he was wide, wide open. Oh yeah, I forgot who else it was. It was, it was those TDs. You also had um, one more, I think there's one more besides what I'm thinking of. I'm not mistaken. I'm, uh, I guess I'm maybe some man wrong. Yeah. One of one of my oh, favorite. but you also had Darius Slayton. Even though it was a touch, it wasn't a touchdown, but how wide open he was and that oh, drop yeah. he had oh, was oh, yeah. absolutely horrendous. That was bad for you. <laughs> yeah, it was not. It was not fun, man. Watching that, it was just like I mentioned before, not fun. Yeah, we're, but, we're, we're, but Derrick Henry in the second half, like I said how he came up and you know came up and played and how he played so good. I remember watching him. He one of the play one of the plays he had where he got a touchdown. 
I forgot who he, who was going after him, but he put that boy down to the ground. <laughs> he put him down. He literally put one hand down and put his face to the ground. That guy literally laid to the ground on his face and there and every kind of ran in for the touchdown. Was Man. this game or was it like a previous no, game? No, it was this game. It was the Seattle okay. game. Yeah, Seattle. I forgot what the defender was going after him, trying to tackle him, get him down. Nope. And Henry was like, I got you. Hit you down one See, hand. see he does it so many times. I have to clarify which game he's oh, talking yeah, he's about. So That's good. how much of a tank he's he so is. Good. I love right. that. I love watching him play. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's a monster. All right, on to the next game. Yes. We have my division rival, the Dallas Cowboys, coming in to play Los Angeles Chargers. So, one of my boys, Tyler, is a Cowboys fan, and it's like, it's always hard rooting for the Cowboys because obviously mm-hmm. my best friend's team win, but as a Giant fan, I despise the Cowboys, the passion. Oh, yeah. Them and the Eagles. <laughs> so, like, I'm happy their team won for his sake, but for me, I'm not happy they won. Um... So, with this game, the Cowboys ended up winning 20-17 in a very low-score defensive battle. Mm-hmm. Chargers tried a two-point try in the second quarter. It was very interesting. I usually would make that play cool if I was me. I would wait to the fourth quarter, but yet the Giants didn't take a two-point attempt in the third quarter. That ended up costing one point in the game. But, th- anyways. So, <laughs> the, yeah. that, that was a little puzzling. Herbert, with only his second red zone into of career... I'm not worried about Herbert having two picks this game. He's no, balled out he so looked, many he looked, times. He looked, He'll be okay. He yeah, had one I'm bad up. game. He'll be okay. No, I'm not worried about him. You know. Um, I, continue. Sorry. No, sorry about. That. Yeah, I was just when you were talking about how you know Cowboys are that. Yeah, Dak Prescott. The one interception he had, it was just very odd how he threw it. He threw it right to Samuel Jr. He was there's mm-hmm. nobody there. He. What were you thinking when you were throwing that ball? Are you thinking, ah, one of my guys will get there eventually? No. Nope. Yeah. He gave I think when, which what Romo way, and could have um, uh, made the charges honestly could have been a little kind of a you know not a turning point much but could have uh, been really well for them if if he would have got through and got a nice pick six that would have been beautiful but it didn't happen but it was still wow what an what an exception for him though it was it was really done, you know done well from you know Samuel Jr. but Dak Prescott bad bad don't don't throw right to the guy <laughs> what's, no, what's his first name Tim what what's Samuel Jr.'s first name Samuel Jr.'s first name Asante. All right, good. Let me show you. You said Samuel Jr. I thought you didn't know who exactly it was. No, I, got, I, got, I like to go by the last name because the jerseys are usually the last name. So, it's honestly, it's easier to remember, too, sometimes. You know? I guess, yeah. It's too many players' first names. I can't remember every single player. You know, I'm trying to. Everybody's trying to. But it doesn't matter. But, uh, yes, Asante Samuel Jr. Well, you- yeah, I, I just bring it up because I remember as a kid watching Asante Samuel play a bit. So, it's like I remember him playing. So, it's like it feels weird seeing, like, their children Playing NFL, oh, like, yeah. I've been watching football this long, and it's like I feel like I'm getting old. Oh no, no I don't no. like this. Yeah, on that, dude, it is definitely weird seeing that happen. But like, think about what's gonna happen, like you know, with your QB, you know, Eli Manning. If his son ever decides to play football, anybody, Tom Brady's son, or whatever, just in general, anybody else, Aaron Rodgers' kids or whatever, that's gonna be crazy. Even Mahomes' kid, that, that'd be nuts, honestly. How crazy? Yeah, is that? You, oh. Well, you you see, Tom Brady's son's already the ball boy for the Buccaneers. Already starting having work and everything. Be humble. It's a smart move. What do and we you have? Him? No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> And then you have also um, <laughs> Eli and Payne's nephew, Arch yeah. Manning. Yes. Uh, in, in a high school right now, about to go to college soon. So who knows? That's going to be interesting when he comes to the league. Yes. He's in all the pressure in the world. So you have you live up to expectations of Archie Manning, and you have Eli and Payne you live up to ex- expectations of. So, yeah, it's going to be crazy. No. Oh, yeah. All overall, right. this game, though, very good game, though, from uh, both teams. Very, very low scoring uh, defensive playing game, but. Cowboys came through, man. They won. It was it was good for them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one last thing about the Cowboys. Yes. I remember last week I mentioned that I wanted to see the Cowboys get more running carries and put more carries to Zeke and less throws on Dak's shoulder. 
they did that. But the thing is, it's kind of puzzling because look at the stats for Tony Pollard, who is the backup running back, and Ezekiel Elliott, who is the starting running back. Yeah. That Zeke Zeke had 16 carries with 71 yards and one touchdown. But Pollard only had 13 carries and gained 109 yards and one touchdown. So I'm getting concerned that, like, Zeke yeah, might lose out. Just, if Pollard keeps playing like this, Zeke might lose out in <laughs> a starting job. And that big contract that Cowboys just wasted on Zeke might just not come to fruition. Like, yeah. it might just be like, Zeke gets the money and then just stops playing as good as he is. I, I mean, like, we'll see what happens. That's but, like, not, it's not yeah, looking good. I, I noticed that when they were playing. I was like, man. But Pollard's not a bad running back either, though, man. So it's not like he's he bad either. He is well, paying Zeke all that money. Oh, yeah, of course. No, he's workhorse and dominate. And he's yeah, not really I, living up to that just dude, yet. It's like Payne Mahomes and Albany. All of a sudden, Mahomes has the worst year he's ever had. Yeah, when Mahomes oh, is like Josh God. Rosen. Yeah, that, that, that can say, yeah. Never going to happen, but think about that happening. That would be nuts, dude. All right. Speaking, Speaking of Mahomes, Mahomes yeah. we're going to to. Another great game of the week. Oh, yeah. Wow. We have Sunday Night Football, a game I was really looking forward to because, obviously, who wouldn't be looking forward to this game as a football fan? Oh, Lamar. You have yeah. Patrick Mahomes, the 2000 and, I believe, 18 MVP versus the Baltimore Ravens and a 2019 MVP, Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this game was a great game. Back and forth game the whole way. Had me on my edge of seat the whole time. Watched every single second of it. Ravens ended up pulling the victory. I didn't think they could do it, but the Ravens ended up winning. Yeah, 36, picked, 36 to 35. Yeah. Um, it didn't start off well for the Ravens. I thought once the first, the first, I think it was the first drive. Maybe it might have been like the first few plays of offense. The Ravens start the game. Uh, Lamar threw a pick right to the honey badger, Tyron Matthew, and he brought back for pick six. I thought like that would set the tone for the game and the Chiefs just dominate or at least win the whole game. Nope, the Ravens stayed in there the whole time. There's a few good uh, touchdown catch and runs by Byron Pringle. Kelsey with a monster catch, and he, on a very bad broken play that was going nowhere, he ended up turning nothing to something. He oh, no- run, Kelsey. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. He, was, he runs like he's a receiver. Wow. That te- like I said, that team is so stacked with Mahomes, and just Mahomes in general. Mahomes, you could recognize Mahomes every day. He had, even when the one exception he had, it doesn't matter. Mahomes, they, dude, that game was so close. It was so good, too, man. And it was honestly very surprisingly that Baltimore's defense kept Kansas City from not scoring at all in the fourth quarter. Zero, dude. At all. Nothing. No, I, was, yeah. I was shocked a little bit, dude. It was shocked that it happened. I can't believe that not, like Mahomes couldn't even get anything. I mean, the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fumble yeah. might have might have helped a bit, uh, just a tad a bit in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But-, <laughs> but you know. But no, also we had Howard Brown. Getting back to Rondale Moore. Uh, Darius Slayton and who was the other guy that had well, oh um, I forgot his name the guy from the Seattle Seahawks all having big wide open TD catches how about Hollywood Brown he was wide open for that touchdown catch yeah dude it was uh, that was not good <laughs> yeah it was very like, I noticed a lot, there was a lot of like very uh, unique stuff this week but yeah the, the Ravens came out victory then uh, coming ahead of the Chiefs and then on a gutsy on a fourth and one on the Ravens' own 43-yard line with, like, I think it was two minutes left or a little bit under two minutes left, Le- John Harbaugh, the coach of the Ravens, asked Lamar, do you want to go for it? And Lamar said, yeah. And, you know, Lamar did, did a QB sneak to convert on fourth and one to basically seal the game and win the game for the Ravens. In a very, very, very gutsy call, 
I give Lamar props for that. Taking a team by his back. Oh. Yeah, I want to take this, and I'm going for this. And he dude, succeeded and got it. Dude, definitely. Dude, that was, that, that was such, a, from a, you know, a coach to a QB, you know, standing point on that. that they, they both were just ruining each other. You know, they were talking, but they were both just like, you got this? I got this, man. And Lamar Jackson had it, dude. I can't. I honestly did not see this, this game going this way for them. I thought it was going to be a close game, but I still thought Chiefs were going to win it. But wow, what a what a win for Baltimore, man! This is and especially at home, that's such that's such a good thing to happen. Especially you know, especially going on you know to next week and everything else like that. Going off a good win, especially over Mahomes. Mahomes, man, you, you, I know you love Mahomes, JP. Mm-hmm. You know how he plays. He plays he plays stacked, honestly, every game, no matter what. Mahomes so stacked. Speaking of that, before last night's game, before last Sunday's game, Mahomes was eleven and zero in September with thirty five touchdowns and zero interceptions in September. That's how good he is in that month. In the first four weeks, three to four weeks of the season, that's how good this dude is. And you saw the Ravens gave Mahomes his first interception in September and gave Mahomes his first loss in September. And also, it was Lamar's first win against Kansas City, which he was previously 0-3. So, it was a great game all around. Honestly, we're we're probably going to see these two teams hopefully in another playoff matchup down the line this year. Hopefully, I believe maybe in the AFC Championship game, that'd be a great way to see it. I think maybe the AFC Championship game will be Chiefs and Ravens, and then you have on the NFC side, it'll be Bucks and Rams. Yeah. That's all this, right now, off the top of my head, I think that's what will happen. But yeah, I honestly can't wait to see another matchup with these two quarterbacks and these two teams because they're just really evenly matched and very good. All righty. So on to the last very last game here the Monday Night Football Edition. Uh, we have the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff coming into the division rival Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers. Pothead so Rodgers. I mean Aaron Rodgers. All right, anyways, <laughs> so we saw last week how Aaron Rodgers and the Packers just look, in my opinion, completely off. And just like, maybe one of those games, like everybody has this off day, and that was just one of the days. And Packers so far proved, Rodgers and the Packers proved me right, because they bounced back and had a big W, a much-needed W at home against the Lions. Uh, Lions were doing pretty good. So the first week of the season, the first week against the 49ers, the Lions had a very piss poor first half against the Niners and had a very good second half. It almost came back to win that game. This game, they had the complete opposite. They had a very great first half, being up 17 to 14 at the half, and then ended up falling apart in second half. Um, Third and fourth quarter, nothing from them. Dude, they did nothing. That's it. Yeah, the, the, the Packers scored 21 unanswered points, so it didn't yeah. go so well for the Lions. They had a great TD uh, pass and catch by Goff to Hawkinson in the end zone in the first half. I'll give that. That was a beautiful pass by Goff. Great catch by Hawkinson being with a man oh, on the back. Um, a big turning point in the second half was the Packers going and scoring the first, the first drive of the second half. I believe they had the ball first. Then you had, on the next, next drive, the Lions had it. They turned it over in fourth and one because they couldn't convert. So it led to another Packers touchdown on their drive. So keep in mind they up 28-17 there. And then Goff fumbled on the very next drive. And the Packers scored right after that. Made it 35-17. Basically, it was over by then. Aaron Jones had a big monster game. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was in honor of his dad who recently passed away. So rest in peace, Aaron Jones' dad. He was able to find a necklace, which is great that he lost in the end zone. That a ground crew found like 1.45 in the morning. So props to the ground crew for able to find that missing necklace that had his father's ashes in it. I know if I had something like that, I would be devastated if I lost that. I agree. 
But Aaron Jones had 115 total yards and four total TDs. One was rushing, Ooh. three was catching touchdowns. Look, Rogers, man, that's and. A- Played, yeah, like, Rita says, go ahead, go for Aaron Rodgers. Man, he played he, Aaron Rodgers. Like I said last week, I, I said Pothead Rodgers, I keep saying this and that. He looked very bad. You know, a lot of people were making memes about him and this and that about how he looked. But, wow. You know, and honestly, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, you know, he doesn't care what people think, really. He And he, he proved them. You know, look, man, 22, 27, 255, four TDs, man. He played so good. His team overall played do good. You know, very... Very close game in the first half, so it wasn't really, you know, I didn't, I, honestly, I, I knew Green Bay, honestly, I, in the back of my head still was going to win this. I didn't see Detroit ever winning this one at all, but I didn't see Detroit losing as bad in the half of doing nothing to where Green Detroit. Bay died and just destroyed them. It was, it was insane. It Dude, is Detroit. There, it was 21 points in the, in, in the second half that Green Bay had. That's all I needed, and they didn't even need that. They only needed one DD to win because <laughs> Detroit didn't do jack squat. It yep. was good football from Bob, you know, from the Packers. Uh, Detroit tried, you know, they, I guess they tried, you know, but it wasn't. It didn't work out well for them. But man, Rodgers, man, he looked like Aaron Rodgers, and I, li- I like seeing that. It's you know, I don't like seeing veteran quarterbacks look sloppy, especially Aaron Rodgers is a veteran quarterback, and he's not a quarterback that should get sloppy like that or look like that. Nah. You know, now, and not even now, not even, honestly, not even ever. He, he's another QB I feel like can go for a good amount of years longer now, too. He can go for a while, too, but, you know, we'll see what happens. But good game. Yeah. Huh? A very good game. Remember, he's a free agent. He could possibly yeah. be a free agent after this season. Oh, and if Dale Jones didn't work out for the Giants, fingers crossed, I would want Aaron oh, Rodgers as my quarterback. If that happens, oh. man, I know it's not, but, like, if that happens, that'd be Dude, insane. that'd be nuts. If you guys got, honestly, yeah, if you guys got Aaron Rodgers, wow. We're probably winning the Super Bowl most likely. But all right. So, yeah. yeah. But all in all, a great week of NFL games here. Yeah, very good week. I love watching them all, talking about them with you, Timmy. So, um, you yeah. want to send us off into the sunset tonight? Yes, let's do this, man. Uh, you know, first off, love watching every game this week. It was very fun. Uh, I, I can't, you know, I can't wait for more for you guys. No, thank you all. Thank you all for our viewers and everything else out there. You know, we do this for you guys. You guys are the true MVPs. You know, anyone that's like us that comes out here and, you know, does podcasts and does sports like this too with us that, you know, it's, it's special. We all come together. We could do, you know, we all have our own thing, but it's good to have something like this now with everything going around. It's, it's very well done and we can't wait to give you guys more. We're so excited to see what goes on, you know, for the future for us, you know, and we are so excited to announce, you know, episode three is going to come up. Numero tres. We are so excited for that. It's going to happen on uh, Wednesday morning uh, next week. And this episode is going to come out tomorrow morning as well. We cannot wait for you guys to listen. Uh, once again, I'm T-Dub with my boy JP. We're signing off and we're shutting down just like the Giants defense. Goodbye. Ouch. <laughs>